Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. Probably Marcus Brayburn. Who loves your baby? My name's Tabby. <laughs> Who loves your Tabby? <laughs> and uh, we together are the detective inspectors. We are. And, and we all hope this is not another full storm, but we are back with what we are going to nominally entitle Season 2 of the Detective Inspectors. Yep, Season 2, we... Um, <laughs> Back from uh, unpopular demand. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked for it, so we're here anyway. But uh, no one cared enough to tell us not to do it, so that that makes sense. <laughs> we're we're okay. I think we're <laughs> I think we're all right with that. <laughs> I think we're okay. I think I had a little look at. Uh, hang on, I'm just going to turn my microphone down a little bit. I had a little look the other day at uh, the website where the podcast lives. Yes. And I haven't looked for about six months since we last recorded one of these. Fair enough. And we were up to we were up to sixteen hundred downloads. Fucking hell, really? That is actually yeah. that's all right. Uh, 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 was that just mainly you? <laughs> no, I've not. I've not looked at, listened to, or thought about this podcast for about four months since we had our aborted <laughs> relaunch in the summer. <laughs> I think I think you're giving too much of a peek behind the curtain with this. <laughs> like, this is this is not how coming back with a bang works. This is no, that's true. That's true. I was deliberately low energy because I didn't want to raise anybody's expectations. Anyone who's listening to this knows that that's not going to happen anyway. Yeah, anyone listening to this has no expectations whatsoever. But yeah, imagine my surprise when I looked at that. And there are 1,600 downloads. Now, I think there are only 1,000 or so when we uh, were doing it before. And, like, I think the Miss Marple episode's got more than 250. Wow. That is amazing. I know. So is the lesson that we're learning from this that, basically, the less we do, the more people listen? <laughs> I, think so, right. yeah. I think that's how people have spoken. Yeah, yeah, basically, like you've done enough. Just you know, we'll we'll digest it slowly over time. And uh, there's about twenty episodes there. People are obviously dipping in and out when they feel like it. Maybe they're being played to coma victory. <laughs> what to finish them off? No, to bring them back. Oh, okay, right. So bring them back. It is worth living. If I can listen to these two twats talk about detective programs, I don't care about. Yeah, or maybe, maybe people with like Alzheimer's. Like, <laughs> have I listened to this one? <laughs> there, there you go. There's your sixteen hundred Edsons. <laughs> yeah, man, that could be it. Fucking hell. Anyway, look, enough. En- enough blethering on. Enough blethering on. We are back with the Detective Inspectors. We are. We are here for season two. Uh, there's been a few changes behind the scenes. Tabby. Yo. Uh, my my good friend over there in sunny old England is uh, is hereby from this moment forth in charge of the 
Detective Inspector's Twitter account. I'm putting it on record, on the audio, that it is time for Tabby to pull his weight. Bastard. <laughs> yep, I will be doing that once I work out how Twitter works and go from there. Let's let's see how that works because <laughs> it will be a little project for you over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, because you know, certainly not busy at all. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're busy drinking and sitting around the house watching weird films, <laughs> but if you can't fit in ten minutes a day to update our loyal. 2,600 listeners, then uh, I don't know what you are doing. 10 minutes a day seems... That seems a lot. <laughs> you can do it on your commute. That's true. That That is very true. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, as, as mentioned previously, it is Christmas. We have decided to come back to you on... Uh, I think this is probably going to go out on Christmas Eve. Wow. That is... Uh, that's exciting. And so, in all, and so, finally, after after doing this for over a year, we've managed to actually schedule an episode that is something to do with the date around which it will be released. And so, this is the Detective Inspector's Christmas special. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> Cool. So, um, um, as you say, enough blathering, um, which is definitely not a word. But blathering, yeah. Is it blathering? Uh, blithering, blathering, blathering is a word. It, it it sounds like a town in the home counties. Um, I think it's. Well, you would know. Yes, I know. <laughs> The posh, the posh, the posh element of the podcast. Yes, over there in Surrey. No Kent. Yeah, <laughs> which you know, with a silent U. Uh. <laughs> anyway, let's get on. Right, what do we do on this podcast? For any new listeners or people attracted by the. Uh, viral marketing campaign that I intend to launch in the seven days before Christmas when I'm on holiday with my dad in Barcelona uh, and you, if you've not listened before what we are is two people with no broadcast experience uh, we watch detective television programs and we try and guess what's going to happen in the second half and we talk too much and we don't make much sense and nobody cares and we don't care and you don't care so please listen and join the party. Yes. What are we watching today, Tabby? Uh, okay, today we are watching a programme. Uh, the series ran from... <sighs> my... <laughs> Less slurping, please. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing my bit. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. I drifted off. Fucking <laughs> hell. Right. <laughs> this series... <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm paying attention now. Do I have your undivided attention? <laughs> I'm all yours, baby. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Um, <laughs> this series ran from 1970. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please hold it together? <laughs> okay, sorry, baby. <laughs> You're, that's okay, baby. Um, <laughs> right. So, the series ran from 1973, baby, to 1978, baby, for a whole 117 episodes, plus TV... 
plus TV movies and a mm. 2005 reboot that clearly didn't do very well because it only ran for one series. Can I just stop you there? Yep. That's our next episode. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that for the next episode. Okay, okay. To get some direct comparison going on. Right. Nice, nice. Um, Anyway, please continue. So, uh, we are watching the Christmas episode from the 21st of December 1975. The episode called How Cruel the Frost, How Bright the Stars. And it's Kojak, and I would re- Kojak. Kojak, but I would really like to say, like, I absolutely love the title of this. Like, the, how cruel, the, how cruel the frost, how bright the stars is absolutely like it's actually kind of beautiful. And I, I really kind of like, <laughs> I, I looked this up because I thought it was like a quote from something, and like, I, I thought it was like a sort of like a from a Shelley poem or like. Uh, you know, so uh, one of it was like from the romantic poetry kind of like era, but no, it's just Kojak. Um, so just made up. They've just made it. Yeah, up. it appears to have no. The title of the episode so far appears to have no relevance to what is occurring in the in the episode at all. Uh, uh, I mean, it kind of goes. It's sort of. It, rings true with me and my kind of like writing style of just basically coming up with like a <laughs> a relatively good title and, and trying to base everything around that so <laughs> almost like coming up with a clever name for a podcast <laughs> and then and then two years later finding yourself still trying to do it <laughs> over the worst internet in the world from different sides of the continent yeah quite bleak bleak like that yeah <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, it okay. Really, really tapping into the vein of futility there. <laughs> the vein of futility. I had a glimpse into fu- into the futility of life today. I was um, before we get on to go. <laughs> it was this when you were getting your Burger King. <laughs> no, that was a highlight. Okay, I had Burger King delivered to the house. I admit it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's disgusting, but it's wonderful at the same time. Tapping into the vein of futility. Burger King. <laughs> I did eat it on the roof of the house, though, looking at snow-top mountains, so uh, fuck you. Uh, yeah, but you just don't have a balcony or anything. You're just You were just sitting on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I got locked out for nothing. Yeah. I had to do everything on the roof. <laughs> and I mean everything. <laughs> That's why your gusses are blocked. Um, <laughs> Jesus fucking oh, Christ. Christ. Anyway, my glimpse into, into the futility of life. I was in Mercadona earlier purchasing items for food. <laughs> <laughs> purchasing food and drink and the sort of things you would buy from a supermarket. Um, the, and it's, this, it's my, this it's my least... If not... Um, it's my least favourite shop in the whole world. It's like it's set out like it was designed by a crazy person. <laughs> it's all diagonal aisles um, and everything's all over the place. It's an absolute disaster area and I hate it. And there's mirrored pillars like within the shop. And so I was walking, trying desperately to find pesto, which I failed to do and ended up having to come home sans pesto. Or sin pesto, I should say, as I'm in Spain. And, um, and, and I was walking along and I suddenly saw I suddenly saw the reflection of this old 
a tall man with glasses in the mirror and it looked like me only me in 20 years and I was like fucking hell I've walked through the and it was an honestly like a two second moment where I was like what the fuck is going on and then I realised it was someone else <laughs> <laughs> or was it just you still searching for pesto like 20 years later maybe another eternity yeah. yeah you're just trapped there forever it's another dimension boy <laughs> I've just started watching Rick and Morty as well I, I, so I'm quite obsessed with that it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's great anyway Kojak shall we talk about Kojak yeah let's do that Okay, well, we'll have to be quick with Kojak now because we've well, because I've wanked on for so long about other stuff. But um, we'll have a little bit of music. We'll come back. We'll talk about Kojak, and it will be uh, it will be great, baby. Felony homicide. Welcome back to the podcast, where we are now fully focused on our task of discussing for you Kojak. How cruel the mistress, Frost. How cruel the Frost. How bright the stars. <laughs> did, did, did you just did you just add like the mistress? <laughs> yeah, I got that wrong. <laughs> it's because I've got a friend who always says football is a cruel mistress. Right. <laughs> um, so whenever I see the word cruel, I always think of mistresses. Or, or you have like a, uh, <laughs> a dominating mistress. <laughs> I have a very cruel mistress. <laughs> yeah. She makes me live on the road. <laughs> shit in the gutter. <laughs> you came up with that. That's not happening. I've got a wide capacity... F- str- so, a wide sorry. Capacity Where are you going with this? <laughs> open air gutter system for my feces. <laughs> like in Black Adam. Well, I went, you mean oh, you shit out of the window? Yes. <laughs> In that case, I'll definitely take it. Nice. Um, so Kojak, uh, Kojak, Lieutenant Theo Kojak, played by Telly Savalas. Savalas, as uh, everyone else in the world calls him. Savalas. 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 Telly Savalas. Savalas. I prefer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not how words work. <laughs> No, I know, I know. And did you know, I know we were going to talk about uh, Detective Stavros uh, in a while, the guy with the amazing hair. Are you aware that that is Telly Savalas' brother? I am. (laughs) George Savalas. Yep. Who I I didn't know he had a brother. Um, Until about an hour ago. (laughs) But to be fair, you didn't know anything about Kojak at all until about an hour ago. So that... I knew a bit. I knew he liked lollipops. And he said, baby, a lot. <laughs> baby. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, baby. Um, <laughs> no problem, baby. Um, so, yeah, is, he, is a hard, he is a hard-nosed New York cop in the 70s, where uh, that is certainly a place where you need hard-nosed cops. New York in the 70s was a, 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 a steaming pit of slime and scum and depravity as... Robert De Niro will tell us if you watch Taxi Driver. <laughs> yeah, um, with added uh, skunk pussies and um, uh, wishing the rain to wash the streets and uh, all yeah. of that. <laughs> I believe one day a real rain will come and wash all of the scum off of the streets. Hasn't happened yet, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I think it sort of did happen and it was called Mayor Giuliano yeah. and he... <laughs> had them all arrested <laughs> and shipped to an island 
Because <laughs> it's now a much more safe and tourist-friendly environment. It certainly is, and uh, yeah. a delightful place to visit. <laughs> yes, one of my favourite, one of my favourite global cities. <laughs> Actually, good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. So, go, Jack. We won't, we won't bang on too much about who's in it because. Uh, I don't know any of the people, and I don't think any of them are in the whole... Have you got anything to say about the other people? In uh, there? Not really, no. Nah, they're fine. It's, it's, uh, no, one, no one of note. <laughs> um, okay, there, there, there we go, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So this episode is set on... It, it begins on Christmas Eve. In fact, it's still Christmas Eve, as far as I'm aware. I'm guessing the whole thing is going to happen on Christmas Eve, and that is why it's such a topical choice for us, yep. for our comeback episode. Um, and it opens up in a bar, and there are there's a woman with a flower, and she goes to buy cigarettes. She leaves the flower on the bar. The barman gives the flower to another woman. She's putting it in her hair, which she's got no business doing because that flower does not belong to her. Well, no, the barman um, gave it to like the barman gave it to her, isn't it? it like because he's like a slimy fucker, and like basically it was just like trying to charm her. Um, and yeah, it's it, 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 yeah, don't trust him. Um, but yeah, so it's it, it's like a, like a corsage uh, type thing. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> or uh, it's a flower. Yeah, yeah. Go on then. <laughs> um, it's 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 a flower. So this other woman puts it in her hair. A man in a brown raincoat, an oldish man, bursts in. He takes a pot shot at said woman, misses somehow completely from six feet away. Uh, or does someone jump on his back? Actually, I think that guy jumps. On his back well, I think he tries. Like, I think to he tries to take him. a shot and then sort of like yeah, um, um, uh, the old man like. Uh, oh oldish man in raincoat um, accidentally shoots himself in the wrist um, yeah there's like a struggle and the guy's got his arm and he yeah he gets shot in the wrist which I mean thinking about it that's really difficult to do um, <laughs> can you can you can you picture how you would accidentally shoot yourself in the wrist not really no no but then the guy's got the guy jumps on his back like a big a big bear and like grabs his arms <laughs> and he's putting his arms in to make sure that he you know so I mean look who knows Keep what talking. happens in the frantic you know the frantic hoobalaboo <laughs> of a of a of a, a New York bar fight did you just say hoobalabaloo <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was really struggling to think of what word I wanted to say so I made one up did, did you, I think you mean hubbabaloo that's what I meant yeah 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 <laughs> No, I'm not pronouncing things very well today. No, no. I don't speak to people much anymore because I live in Spain and no one can understand me. So this is the first conversation longer than two minutes that I've had for about eight months. Yeah, like an old person in the post office. That's what I've become. Um, so that happens. Uh, and so these two boards... Uh, get picked up they're, by the police because they're witnesses to this shooting. And um, also, their words, not ours. <laughs> their words, not ours. Well, yeah. yeah. But they are classic. They're, they're, they're classic New York New York chicks from the era. They're like... The, the one in particular is like brash talking 
and 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 savvy and streetwise and cool and wonderful uh, in every way. Uh, the other one is apparently from uh, small town Florida, which I wasn't sure was a thing, but uh, apparently in the context of the program, it is. Um, well, small town in small towns everywhere. There's small towns in New York. Uh, okay, fair enough. In New York State, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, no, I'm just, I'm not picking, I'm just, I'm just, you seem like you're asking a question and I'm providing an answer and now you're getting all defensive yeah. about it. Glad we're doing this again. I just hate small towns. You live in a grown small up town in... and you grew up in a small town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why, that's why I hate them. Okay. I was going to be more rude then, but I'm not going to bother. Um, we need to get on, don't we? There's not time. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick pause. So that happens. These two, so these two women get picked up and taken to the police station to try and identify who it was that burst in. That happens. Yeah. Um, uh, this the okay. Look, look, there's two main storylines, right, running through yep. the first half of this episode. So you've got the shooting. And then you've got the guy in the off license. Shall we? Uh, well, we can get to the we can get to the uh, guy in the off license in a sec, um, because basically they go they go to the police station where they're having a um, Christmas Eve party. Yeah. Um, uh, it's absolutely grotty in there. Um, you just imagine the smell. It, it reeks of Old Spice. It's just the most horrific place in the world somehow Everyone's chugging away on cigarettes indoors there's big ashtrays yeah. everywhere it's wonderful yeah Co- Kojak sort of like comes in with like a bottle of rye um guessing and like you know they're all they're all drinking um Kojak gets given a um very snazzy waistcoat. It's um, horrific. Because, because I'm guessing that's the thing. It's 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 got tassels and uh, yeah, looks like kind of like the sort of thing that a sad elf would wear. I think but, he's you know, I think he's well known, isn't he, for his sartorial uh, choices, uh, and he generally wears a good. I mean, he's a well dressed man in the preposode and in this episode, he's always immaculately turned out. Yeah, he kind of looks like Leonard Cohen. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is great. Um, oh. God rest his soul. Um, God rest both their souls. Uh, yeah. Please <laughs> they're together now. <laughs> Come on, it's Christmas. If we can't believe at Christmas, when when can we? Okay, yeah. If, if we can't believe that Telly Savalas and Leonard Cohen are hanging out in heaven, that's fine. I didn't say um, in heaven, did I? Uh, well, no, I mean, I'm guessing kind of like the famously Jewish uh, <laughs> Leonard Cohen probably has a um, different <laughs> different belief system to uh, sort of <laughs> Orthodox Greek um, <laughs> Telly Savalas. But, you know, who am I to judge? Exactly. <laughs> or, I feel like we're on tricky territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring us back. This is not. This is. This is not meant to be offensive on Christmas. <laughs> that was never our intention. Speak. Speak for yourself. Um, okay, well, yeah, that's all I can do. Um, right. So, so we're introduced to the um, to the, the police precinct. Um, we have 
uh, Tony Savalas' brother, who is effectively like the most uh, schlubbiest and the kind of he he's literally like one hot dog away from a heart attack. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look honestly. If I didn't as well. Uh, yesterday I started watching Homicide Life on the Street I don't know if you've seen that <laughs> and I was watching it with my new uh, flatmate here in Spain and we were I was saying Matt is that is that Alec Baldwin is that Alec Baldwin and we were like no it's not Alec Baldwin and it looks like Alec Baldwin doesn't it and I said oh maybe it's like you know it must be his brother or something and he was like oh yeah he has got a lot of brothers I've, I've forgotten that Alec Baldwin had brothers but it was it was it was a clear family likeness between Alec Baldwin and I think it's Stephen Baldwin or something that's in this uh, other thing. Yeah. And, uh, but these two, these uh, Savalas brothers, I would never, ever, uh, uh, ever. Uh, no, uh, you. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if one of them was adopted. Um, George, but, you know. <laughs> No, <laughs> you'd you'd basically you you'd, you'd, you'd biologically have George and you'd look at him and then like think fucking hell we've got to get another one <laughs> and by Christ we're not going to try we're not going to risk making another one like that so <laughs> it's like I wonder if they're twins actually and like George got all the hair and Telly got all the um all the looks. <laughs> <laughs> all the looks, talents, and charisma. Yeah, and metabolism. <laughs> yeah, it's a small price to pay, actually. <laughs> what for telly? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you know, lose your hair and not look like some weird greasy schlub. Um, but well, he's a nice guy, though. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, we you're, don't no know oil, you're no oil painting yourself, mate. I would, I would, I wouldn't be throwing stones out of my glass house if I were you. Fuck me. <laughs> really? First episode back. <laughs> I, I told myself to be nice, but I, I just, I can't do it. You've never had a problem before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, right, we're going to take a quick break now. No, we're not. Cool. Um, okay, back to Kojak. So we really need to. Yeah, I know, and I know it's my fault that we keep going off track. So uh, yeah, why don't you quickly, as you can, run us through the rest of this whole shooting plotline? Okay, so we have. Where did we leave off? We left off with the two women from the bar in the police station. Tony um, Savalas gets is, given his waistcoat. And uh, yeah, hilarity ensues. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's very happy. Um, there's two cops. Um, one of whom is about to uh, take a drink who looks like he's made out of plasticine with a tiny, tiny hat. The smallest um, hat I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like kind of vaguely kind of balancing on the top of his head. Um, they're, about, they're about to go on stakeout. Um, the chief or whatever um, like takes the drink out of his hand and says you're on duty you can't have a drink um, which you know for the 70s uh, in a New York like there's that's not realistic like <laughs> yeah I'm not buying that I'm not buying no, that they're all smashed no. the whole time driving uh, about they don't give a shit absolutely um, 
so they're going on stakeout. Um, it's he says it's Christmas Eve, and like he doesn't care because it turns out that his wife was killed. Um, oh yeah, and so he's kind of angry and. Um, <sighs> just a bit kind of weird um, you know put a pin in that because he's obviously going to come back um, is this the guy in the hat again uh, this is uh, this is Mr. Uh, Officer Tiny Hat um, Tiny Hat yeah <laughs> um, and so they go on to go to it we cut to them in a stakeout which is kind of weird because it looks kind of like they're both crowded into like a telephone box um, they are very close uh, together aren't they uh, like, and, and watching a store um a guy with a red silk scarf and a very new looking leather jacket comes into the store um, speaks to the store owner says um, listen have you got a job for me Um, because you know it's Christmas Eve and that's exactly how getting a job works is that you just walk into a shop to a a complete stranger and like say look I just need some money um and then said said shop owner in New York in 19 fucking 76 like <laughs> where I mean I guess is like the the shop owner's like rationale is like well this guy didn't gun me down immediately so therefore he must be trustworthy um, yeah, I think that's fair gives him a job like just hands over a load of things to like a complete stranger hands over a load of things and says go on deliver these yeah. um the address is on the lid. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so that happens. Um, okay. This okay. Guy, so let's, this we, need to, we need to try and get the, the key points. The key um, points. So then we cut to the... Um, uh, the one with the largest sunglasses in the world. Um, like, they are li- uh, they, I mean, they're... they're Pretty much like the comedy ones you could get in the eighties of like the, the the giant kind of like plastic framed um, things. <laughs> um, they're the sort of sunglasses you normally see worn by an old lady with some sort of degenerative eye disease. She looks like a startled bush baby. Um, <laughs> she looks like the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, she then, like, with the aid of exposition, tells the story of um, her boyfriend. Guy, and her boyfriend uh, is the guy with the red scarf, basically, and the uh, the new leather jacket. Um, and she claims that he's um, dangerous and that he might go and rob somewhere because she bought him these gifts and he didn't have any money um he apparently like held up a shop in like tennessee a while um, ago uh, a while ago and yeah. like she she's known him for two weeks and you know obviously um is an idiot because this guy's clearly a dick um a the guy's but, clearly a dick and b if you've only known someone two or three weeks i mean that leather jacket I mean, a leather jacket on its own would be a sweet ass Christmas present from someone you've only known for two weeks. Oh yeah, but with a silk scarf thrown in, that's got to be even in nineteen seventy five money, like eighty dollars. Oh, I'd go. I'd go more. I mean, it's a well fitted jacket. It's really She's emasculated him, really, is what's happened. <laughs> and that's why he's gone out now and is at, at risk of committing a crime, which will be in no way his fault. So. Basically, that's kind of the last we see of them so far, isn't it? So he's yep. 
she's she's concerned about his whereabouts. She she reports him missing, uh, and that's after we've seen him in the shop. And now, uh, yeah, we don't really know what's happened to 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 him yet. Uh, but I'm uh, sure yeah, it yeah. will. I'm sure it will all become clear as we watch on. Uh, we cut back to Kojak, who is, for reasons that are not explained, um, in a bar with another uh, a Greek woman. Um, he, are they having dinner? I think it looked uh, to me like oh, they, they were on be. a dinner date. It's like in a restaurant. Uh, yeah, um, and he's laying it on. He is laying it on with a trowel. He's keen on this. On this board, uh, there were not mine. Um, uh, and does the creepiest thing of sort of like <laughs> carries over a sprig of mistletoe and like basically the like you know <laughs> in New York, baby, this is our in, custom. In our in our culture, um, if I hold this above your head, I can pretty much like assault you without any kind of question. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So, is it? So he does. So he does that, um, and then so, so he gets called away because basically the guy, the guy who's been shot in the arm, has uh, has has turned up at a pharmacy and under under gunpoint forced uh, the pharmacist to put bandages on his on his wrist that he got shot in and then he stole a list of doctors names and he's going off basically to find a doctor uh, yeah which um, is a bizarre like his uh, wrist okay he's been shot in the wrist but you can just wrap it up yourself man it's clear from what this guy says that he intends to die tonight like, yeah he's planning to shoot the woman that's wronged him and himself that is his that is his ultimate plan. So why are you dicking around getting your arm mended? Just fucking wrap a t-shirt around it and carry on with the job. <laughs> Sound like you speak, you're speaking from experience there. <laughs> no, it's just common sense though, right? Why is this guy concerned about the well-being of his arm if he has every intention of putting a bullet in his own brain like before Christmas Day ticks round? <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, we all think about putting a bullet on our brain before t- Christmas Day ticks round. But so all that happens. So, so really, all that happens next, if I'm correct in saying, is that the guy with the bad wrist goes to the doctor's house, gets into a doctor's house, and forces him to put a bandage on, and then he leaves there when Sir Alice and another uh, policeman arrive, and then he escapes down an alleyway, and that's kind of that's kind of where we are, right? Uh, that is that's about it yeah so that is the first half of How Cruel the Frost How Bright the Stars a programme that really does not live up to its title no not so far not so far <laughs> but who knows we've still got half of it to go right okay let's get through that <laughs> um, so there, there isn't anything else is there I don't think no no I think we've covered it uh, <laughs> in, in, in the way that only we can yeah, badly really poorly and yeah. uh, badly off track uh, for which I am mostly to blame okay for okay. a change <laughs> for a change yes for a change yeah. um, are you being sarcastic no no I'm mocking myself okay good right okay well, well let's uh Here's a short piece of uh, here's a short piece of brand new music that Tabby 
almost definitely won't have finished before this episode is released. So here's a piece of the same old music that we've always had. And then we'll be back afterwards with our uh, predictions for part two of Kojak. How cool the mistress, how bright the frost. (laughs) Again, the mistress. The detective inspectors. Welcome back to what will possibly be the shortest ever prediction section of the show. Tabby, could you... (laughs) Could you give me your prediction for the second half of how cool the first uh, and how bright the mistress is? (laughs) I've got nothing, baby. (laughs) Baby, I've got nothing either. Cool. And that was predictions. (laughs) Yeah. I've got this mistletoe, and in my country, it's custom that if I hold it over my penis... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no predictions this week. I haven't got anything either. I've not... I mean, I'm guessing there's going to be a showdown with the uh, the man in the brown coat and the bad list. He's going to find the woman that he wants to kill, and Kojak will get there in the nick of time and stop him from shooting her. Uh, I think so, but we don't have any reason as to why uh, and how and yeah. where everyone's. And it, it it's clearly got something to do with the guy with the very nice new uh, leather jacket. Um, do you think uh, they're going to be linked, these things? Or do you think, I wonder if he's, he must be the former boyfriend that they've... Didn't the guy uh, in the brown raincoat mention a former boyfriend? And I reckon that's why this guy's turned up in New York and he's hitched up with Flywoman just as, like, a place to crash. Yes, yeah. While he looks for his, his, new, his, his old flame. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's difficult to say because, like, she clearly, uh, clearly cares about him and, like, yeah. you know... Uh, nice uh, over over two weeks, I mean, like uh, two weeks of relationship, get a nice new leather jacket out of it. I mean, that's that's you know, even if you found the person insufferable, like free leather jacket, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> um, you can eBay that for yeah. uh, at least seventy five percent of its uh, uh, original value. I would have thought, especially after yeah. Christmas when everyone's got their Christmas money burning a hole in their pocket. <laughs> can they join us after this? other short piece of music where we will be uh, discussing part two of how cool the fr- <laughs> how cool the frost the frostess is and how bright the mistro uh, how bright the minstrels how cool the, f- the how, cool, how cool the stars how bright the minstrels baby thank you baby <laughs> So Kojak, here we are, back in, we've just watched the second half, um, and it's fair to say that really, in honesty, nothing happened, baby. Nothing happened, baby. It was, uh, or things happened, but none of them made sense, baby. I think that's the, uh, there were, there were sort of like, you were teased with sort of like strands of plot in the first half, um, none of which actually paid off or made any sense whatsoever. Yeah, bizarrely, um, bizarrely, the two kind of independent storylines that looked perfectly made to 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 coincide uh, and interact uh, uh, and come to some dramatic payoff. They were just completely random storylines. 
Yeah. Um, so if we go, should we just go, if we go through like the two halves? Um, yeah. So we've got the so we've got the storyline of um, uh, smooth guy, big hair, leather jacket, red scarf. Yeah. Um, uh, which effectively goes absolutely nowhere. Um, it, it turns out. It, there, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. He basically it, it ends up in like a a, a rooftop. Uh, okay, actually no. Uh, there are three storylines that go nowhere. Um, three. So ends up in a ends up in a rooftop. Like one of them, you, which you don't even remember. Um, so ends up in a rooftop shootout um, where he basically. Uh, <laughs> tries to call policeman, then gives up his gun and basically accepts the fact he's going to have to do some time uh, uh, for. A, I mean, all he's really and, done is wield a gun about. He hasn't stolen anything uh, at this point. I mean, he just. Uh, I mean, what? I mean, we should say. I what mean, happens I, 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 can, can I just say that wielding a gun about is bad, worse than st- like stealing something? Oh no, no. <laughs> but, but I mean, he was going to like almost shoot something. I mean, he was trying to shoot a policeman. He didn't. Well, he was going to so, shoot his policeman. Yeah. So you know, he actually in the end. But we've missed a bit out because the the the, the way he gets to that point is he does deliver the package that he says he'll deliver for the shopkeeper guy. And he's coming out after delivering the package, counting the money. He gets humorously mugged by two assailants. Which is the he doesn't leap. He literally flies. He's on a wire. He's like, just someone like made this like crouching tiger head and dragon. It's fucking ridiculous. He's, <laughs> like the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spins around in the air in full karate attack position, then zooms into leather jacket man, crashing yeah, into yeah. some well placed cardboard boxes, which are always handy in New York. Who, yeah, it's cardboard boxes or bins, both of which like, um, play a part in this episode. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's that's the that's the gritty streets of um, New York in the seventies. Exactly. Just, just people who are very conscious about recycling. It's a harsh um, environment, which is, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, but recycling is also important, baby. Uh, Not back then, it wasn't. Not back then. Um, uh, it's crucial now. Everyone should recycle. If you take anything away from this episode, it is to uh, look after the planet, man. So <laughs> serious. I don't know. I can tell. My, I've, got a, I've got a big ecological heart. And uh, I want it. I want uh, at Christmas. I want to. I want to make it known that all the shit that you bought people for Christmas made out of plastic and metal that they're going to look at and laugh at for two seconds on Christmas Day and then throw in the fucking bin. You are responsible for the destruction of the earth. Go and look at yourselves in the mirror. Don't buy presents like that for people that are shit. Give the money to the fucking homeless charities and look after people that need it. Okay. So, so this is uh, Marcus's soapbox podcast. I need to get that off my chest. Okay, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so he he gets uh, mugged uh, on his uh, way uh, back uh, to the shop so, with the money. So, so you don't, so you don't want the uh, this lovely uh, plastic and metal gift that I've got you. <laughs> no, shove it up your ass. That's exactly what it's for. <laughs> oh, no. No, In that case, send it over. <laughs> 
definitely do want that. <laughs> I thought you said, you know, I know you so well. <laughs> ah, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> it's alright I've used this one <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say I'll send that one back to you when I use it <laughs> I might cut all this out I, this is the best bit of the podcast <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. anyway let's get through this garbage um, <laughs> yeah yeah there, there's nothing to say yeah. right so he gets okay. mugged on his way back to the shop uh, so he loses the money He was, and I think he genuinely was going to take the money back to the shop get paid and he says later to his girlfriend that he was just trying to get money to get a bus ticket, basically, to go home. Uh, really harsh. <laughs> Which is the saddest thing in the fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> like, She's been really concerned about him, and he's just like, how can I get back to wherever it is yep. that she is? Uh, so, he, so he gets arrested. That ha- I mean, that's actually the last thing that happens. That's that's the climax of the program. Uh, uh, so there's no, there's absolutely no resolution to um, um, to injured wrist Mac Man. Well, there is. Um, he he shoots himself. Uh, okay. He shoots himself. So they're the two storylines. Is the leather jacket guy? He gets arrested, and he's nothing to do with anything else. Which I mean, and that for me, that's the big disappointment in this is that those two plots could have been linked. But Leather Jacket Man gets arrested, and basically Loretta, the board, and Savalas, Telly Savalas, are yes. are looking for the, the, the brown coat guy around all the bars, and he's taken her with him because she looks like the wife. Yeah, well, she and she's kind of been in all the bars, and um, she gets to do some dancing and, and yeah. that. It's a good um, time. They go into loads and loads of bars, all of which are playing real <coughs> classic Christmas songs, but with full jazz uh, uh, orchestra. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's more kind of like uh, it's more kind of like Latino kind of like jazz, but Latino also, jazz arrangements of Christmas uh, uh, classics. Um, but also uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> the eagle-eyed would notice that um, none of the instruments that are being played on stage uh, are any of the instruments that are actually playing the music. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, like, none of them. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm, I'm certainly not the eagle-eyed when it comes to jazz. I'm, uh, well, I'm anything but. I don't know, it's jazz, blink and you miss it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm neither eagle-eyed nor bat-eared when it comes to, uh, when it comes to jazz. Uh, so anyway, they, they, so they're looking for him. They go into one bar where the guy has just left, um, leaving a huge drink that the barman poured him on the house and he doesn't even touch, which I was annoyed can, about. Can we, talk, can we talk about the barman for a second? Because like, he is the weirdest looking man I've ever seen. He, he's basically like John Travolta who's been in a fire but with like an extra <laughs> set of teeth stuff in his face. Like, he's, like, <laughs> he looks like a sidekick in a Mexican, in a kind of, he looks like he could have been in Narcos as one of Escobar's like chief gunmen. It's just a very weird-looking man. It's like, and you know that, like, like it's like, well, you look a bit like uh, John Travolta. It's like, well, yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, John Travolta now looks better than this guy does, like, does like forty years ago. And John Travolta has not aged especially well. 
Uh, he's he's doing all right. He's piled it on in um in that the People versus OJ Simpson, which I appreciate was like fifteen years ago, but he's definitely he's definitely on the Elvis diet at that point, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's it, he's on the um, uh, <laughs> on the Scientology chart. Yeah. Of, um, well, I can't talk about Elvis diets. I had Burger King delivered to me at home today, so. <laughs> and. <laughs> And when we finish, you're going to die on the toilet. <laughs> a lot of talk about my mortality in this episode. Isn't there? It's just, just wishful thinking. You don't have to do this. This is not compulsory. I said, do you want to do this again? And you said yes. Now it appears that you want me dead. As quickly as possible. Well, I've got news for you, Tabby. I'm not dying. I'm not going anywhere. We're going to be doing this for 40 years, twice a week. We are. Twice a month. Um, twice a month. <laughs> not twice yeah, a week. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Neither of us for the last 40 years. We're not doing it twice a week, Marty. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's just get to the end. So, right, so, so basically, they come out of the bar. They're looking for this guy who's just been in there. He staggers along the road and he must shoot there is a gunshot and then he collapses to the ground so my only assumption is that he shoots himself again (laughs) 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 this time gets a more delicate part of the body than just the wrist and he he basically dies genuinely like the the worst assassin (laughs) yeah um so, so, so he dies. He he sees Loretta standing over him while he's dying and thinks that it's his wife, and she kind of she like lets him believe that his wife has come back right at the end. So he dies, thinking that his wife has returned to him. And excuse me, <coughs> and that is kind of it. The one thing that doesn't make any sense that is well one of the many things and this is why I say there are three plot points that aren't neither of which are addressed is um plasticine faced tiny hatted cop smurf with smurf wannabe uh, smurf cop um <laughs> um so a smurf cop doesn't we have like this plot line of like his wife died last christmas yeah Nothing, nothing about that whatsoever. There was no, there was no reference at all. It, like, I'm kind of guessing in the writing, like, the implication might have been the red scarf, leather jacket man. Um, I kind of got the impression that maybe at some point in the writing, he killed this guy's wife. Uh, and you think that that was supposed to be a thing, and then they, yeah, yeah, and then they just cut it because. It doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no, there's no reason for that. Like, none of it, it makes any sense. Why is he? I mean, I understand that that's like maybe his character thing is that his wife died, and he's a bit of a loose cannon, which he is. But but he's not. Like, he doesn't. He, he doesn't do anything with that. Like, you know. Also, <laughs> also, why? Why is him and his partner? Why are they staking out that? shop that this guy because this guy only randomly had, goes like, in there it's a yeah, yeah, coincidence no, that they end up at the same place yeah yeah absolutely no reason whatsoever um uh, like uh, it, it's 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 like the people who wrote this didn't know what the fuck they were doing <laughs> well and th- but yeah but this is 
this is okay let's just quickly wrap up so the two women that were taken from the bar originally uh, one of them was Loretta she ends up just going into a bar dancing Kojak orders her to dance and never stop dancing which is sinister <laughs> it, 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 like, it's a very like I mean that's yeah I mean that's that's creepy with his like mistletoe as well like that's... she's still there now like 80 years old dancing uh, yeah, in New York yeah, bar yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hobbling around stumps for feet yeah. <laughs> two inches no any, uh, anyway um, uh, so anyway so she goes that way and then the other woman from the bar was supposed to be meeting a sailor uh, for drinks but but he 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 turned up after they'd been taken to the police and then he turns up at the end and they obviously yeah you know go off and do whatever they're going to do for Christmas so that and that is the end of the programme so we just just to cover the bases that's that's like everything tied up right we do have a really nice like freeze frame at the end of, of um, you know Tally Savalas uh, just <laughs> like <laughs> bathed in light and snow uh, really beautiful I mean really inspiring yeah but <laughs> it ends on a nice shot of Telly uh, yeah Savalas um, so so let's have a little bit of music and then we'll come back with some final thoughts okay baby welcome back to the final part of the podcast where we uh, what <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, carry on. Welcome back to the final part of the podcast where we will discuss our final thoughts on Kojak. Uh, uh, Tabby, why didn't you get the ball rolling? Um, okay. <laughs> Gladly, baby. Bearing in, um, mind, bearing in <laughs> mind, we're on a tight time budget. Okay, um, I went into this really positive. I, I was thinking this was going to be an absolutely a great, you know, relatively gritty, you know, good sort of like period piece, like a nice little sort of um, snapshot of New York in the seventies with, you know, a, a good with a good. And I, and I will say, like Kojak does his, but like he does the work. Like he seems to kind of like. You know, it, it, he's he's earned his place as a detective. He's a detective. Um, he's a proper uh, yeah, like, bona fide uh, policeman that does his uh, yeah that does his work. Uh, and I think for like New York in the seventies, like uh, I mean, if kind of like you know, <laughs> mistletoe based um, sexual assault is like the the worst of his crimes, then he's probably doing all right. Exactly, um, he's on the right. <laughs> he's on the right side. He's not going to be invested uh, by Serpico, you know. <laughs> But this episode made absolutely fucking no sense. It was like every single plot point was completely pointless. Um, there was, uh, I mean, maybe it was like Christmas, but uh, stocking filler, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was okay. It, 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 you know, it went along at a nice pace. Um, didn't didn't feel too bad um, yeah. I was interested that uh, um, I mean my main takeaways from the from it was that sort of 
there are a lot of people in it who a lot of the cast look like they were made out of plasticine that um, um, wouldn't be far removed from like an Aardman animation <laughs> if you were going to do that um, okay that's an interesting takeaway <laughs> and that's actually the best thing I can say about it okay fair enough, fair enough. I mean I, I I agree with you entirely in that this is just I've, I, I genuinely think you could watch like you know I've got the whole of season three now of Kojak at my disposal and I I firmly believe that you could watch any episode of of that season and it would be exactly what you just said it would be the gritty proper investigating him you know chucking criminals around and you know fist fights and shootings and all that kind of stuff I think this program because I never watched this when I was young because I was too young but I was aware of it when I was older but I never this is the first episodes I've watched today so the only kind of awareness I have because likewise I never watched it myself but the only awareness I had was basically people saying cult uh, um, I mean Kojak um, just to reference someone who was bald um, yeah. that was that was the only kind of like social reference that I had for for this and you kind of knew exactly what it was just for the fact that it was a bald man yeah um, yeah that that's enough to tell you everything you need to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, you know, I've, I think it's a shame that we picked this episode, but we wanted to do, you know, I really wanted to do a Christmas episode because we keep missing all these opportunities to do <laughs> to do things on the correct date. So, I mean, I would just say, I'm, I potentially we could do another Kojak, I think. I mean, definitely uh, next uh, week. Next episode, I want to do uh, the remake uh, just to compare okay. it. But I think in the future, well, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility for us to revisit Kojak and watch a proper, like, standard episode. Because I think you're right. I think this was a stocking filler. I think it's, you know, police police procedural detective hard-nosed dramas have got no business producing Christmas episodes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No. No, no, absolutely, and I, this really did feel like two episodes, like two half episodes that they kind of like knitted together, like really vaguely, um, and you know that's fine. That happens in telly. It's it's you know it's it's lazy, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, um, you're banging out. You got to remember this American stuff that there. It's not like in England where you have six episodes in a series and everything is super super tight and balled down because you've got the same uh, team of writers writing the whole thing and it's you know they don't need that many ideas and they can make it all structurally and story wise absolutely perfect with these American things you've got well, 24 yeah. episodes to write per year yeah, well uh, you, you've got you've got 170 yeah, 117 episodes over 5 years I mean yeah. that's fucking ridiculous yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it's a know. huge I mean, turnout, and I think we just picked a dud. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, Kojak himself—do um, we, we want to rate him as a uh, as a detective? I don't think it's fair to. I'm not sure we should continue with the ratings as as much. I mean, I think you know with an episode such as this it's it's really hard to do because he had nothing to do really he was he just spent his Not, whole time uh, hanging around with Loretta which you know if I was in that episode that's exactly what I would do yeah me too because <laughs> you know she was she was 
you know, she was great. And, and you know, Tony Savannah's fucking brilliant. Um, He's brilliant. It's shot, okay, let's get technical. It's shot beautifully, I think. It's really nice shot. Like, the, the, like, the intro is... is Beautiful, like the establishing shots of yeah. like kind of grubby New York, really lovely. Yeah, um, the, the lighting is great. That scene on the roof at the end where he's pulling leather jacket guy down and talking him down, his the way his half his face is perfectly in shadow and the other half is perfectly. I mean, it looks they've obviously uh, spent yeah, yeah. time and money and they've got good people working on it. And I think that well, is uh, that's I mean, half this, the battle with this stuff. This was uh, this was like a high end program. This was yeah. like one of the uh, you know it was, it was one of the biggest programs like around. Um, it's huge. It's huge. It was huge. you know a massive thing in its day. It was the um, Mrs. Brown's boys of its day. Do you know what I mean? That's how big it was. That's <laughs> that's your go to. <laughs> wonderful program, right? So I mean, it's the pinnacle of television. <laughs> Fuck me, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just about wraps us up. Um, I, I would just like to have a just a little mention, just for the fact that um, uh, Taylor Savalas, absolutely amazing actor. Um, but one of my uh, in my research um, in 1986 um, did one of the voices in. <laughs> Gobots Battle of the Rock Lords. Um, <laughs> so, I just want to make. I just want to give him that credit, just yeah. to say, that, you know, like uh, Orson Welles' uh, last credit was uh, the voice of Unicron in uh, Transformers the movie. Uh, Tony Savalas, Gobots. Okay, so. <laughs> fair enough. Life. That's one. Thank you very much for that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I've got another thing. Up. There's um. There's a, a famous YouTube clip of Telly Savalis like promoting Birmingham, which <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, but it's fantastic. So I will, uh, I'll put that link. <laughs> I'll put that link the in the episode <laughs> description, or you can tweet it on our new improved Tabby's in Charge Twitter channel uh, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> Watch this space. But it will happen because. I'm gonna hassle you relentlessly <laughs> until it until it occurs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would like. I'm I'm happy to do it, but do you really want me to be in charge of that? Because yes, <laughs> yes, you've got no idea of the nonsense I'm gonna put on that. <laughs> Fine, I don't care. I don't care. I'm okay. busy doing other stuff. I've got. Yeah, well, no. You know, <laughs> as if I'm not <laughs> but well no what I mean is editing the podcast finding the episodes for the podcast etc etc and so on Tabby <laughs> pull your fucking weight Tabby <laughs> that is the that is the not very well hidden message here <laughs> yeah yeah I get it I get it <laughs> how cruel the Rayburn how bright the Tabby <laughs> <laughs> Mistress. <laughs> okay. Baby. Well listen, that wraps up Kojak. It's been um it's been fun. 
being back, <laughs> being back on uh, being back on the Skype with you, Tabs. It's been awesome. Yeah, I think um, I think we've done all right. I think it's it's it, it, there seems to be. Let's let other seems people to be, be the judge of that, shall we? Uh, uh, well, uh, we can't really trust other people. Like. <laughs> I can't. I can't trust the people who actually listen to this. So exactly, <laughs> they are. They are clearly not good judges of quality. So, and in all seriousness, there are millions of people that watch Mrs. Brown's Boys and think it's hilarious. <laughs> so that's how much you can trust people. They're fuckwits, Daddy. Fuckwits. <laughs> why the Why the Mrs. Brown's Boys stuff all of a sudden? I'm not sure. It just came to me in a flash. Okay. Anyway, let's sign off before we before we ramble on too far. Um, so yeah, good to be back. Nice to good see you. To we'll back. definitely be doing Kojak, the modern uh, series for the next I'm, episode. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I think um, it'll be good. I think it'll. I mean, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So, uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, who have you been? My name has probably been Marcus Braverman. Cool and. I am Tabby Baby, and together we are the the detective, detective in inspectors, baby. Merry Christmas, baby. Who loves you, Tabby? No <laughs> <laughs> <Very> one. <laughs> <laughs> I do, Tabby. Thank you. And at least ten percent of our audience as well, probably. nice one cheers guys thank you for listening if you are and recommend us if you can bye bye Uh, yeah there's there's internet and email and things but I can't be asked yeah we'll do it next time (laughs) yeah yeah okay bye (laughs) bye